Okay, quiet on the set, everybody. Stand by. Roll camera. Speed. Roll sound. Speed. Market. And cue talent. Hello and welcome. This week in production, we're actually in production. Yes. Yay. I have George Vamondi and Tom Chartrand. Hello, everybody. Hello. Gentlemen, this is a rare and unfrequent circumstance that we're in the same room and we don't have masks on. We are semi-social distanced, but we've been in a bubble. We, we've been in a, uh, a tequila bubble. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we've wrapped, I'm not going to say a normal day because it hasn't been normal for a long time, but we wrapped a day of on-site, in-person production at a level that I have not seen in quite some time. Over a year. 13, Over a year. 13 months. Yes, longer for some. So we were, we were in Atlanta. We were at a golf course. We were doing a meet, and we actually had a real production we had. We had a Varicam with uh, some Cineprime lenses as an A camera. We had a slider running. Serp slider. We had. I, I broke out a. I broke down and bought a Black Magic camera. I actually bought two of them, and we can talk about that if you want. But we uh, we had a slider syrup slider going, which after th- owning that syrup slider for three years. It finally, it finally started works. working the firmware <laughs> and everything has finally been sorted. It only took them two years to get that done, but it works great now. We had we had a black magic pocket six K Pro with a fifteen millimeter prime on the slider. Looked beautiful. We had a Varicam running with a Canon Cine Prime fifty mil. I had George running the Sheps. What Sheps is that? I don't even know. It's a CMIT 5U. CMIT, IT, IBU, ICU, tequila. <laughs> yes, it's a beautiful microphone. It's the best sounding shotgun mic I've ever used, in my humble opinion. It rates up there. And my absolutely. opinion's pretty humble, whatever that <laughs> meant. But we were, we were back in business, and it felt yeah, good. Walking around with a Ronin and cameras and lenses yes but above all of it was just putting things together and working together in the same room i mean that was mind-blowing it was awesome granted it wasn't our normal level of crew we didn't have the full crew here and actually i had to limit the crew to four so uh our friend lolita didn't make it our friend john sheeran didn't make it but we we're you know, back in business, and and this is the the precursor to what I hope will be a very successful and fun six months of events coming up. Right. Pretty much from the end of June straight through December, we're we're scheduled for seventeen events with you know this golf stuff plus whatever right. else our normal lives bring us and it's it's exciting it felt like it might i mean i wasn't sure it was going to happen right we didn't know what the future was going to really hold and now it really feels like things are starting to slide back in my client has not been um 
blessed to travel to any events until this particular event. And they started at a, a very small event at the Masters. They had two people go, and it was not even high-level people. And I wasn't. I thought it was just going to be two people from the client attending this one. And lo and behold, we had the full brass um, from their sports marketing group here, and that was unexpected. And but that's a good sign. It's a big deal. Yeah, that's a good sign. Now, of course, it wasn't a completely smooth day. We, now I flew and Tom flew in, but George, you actually took a road trip. I did. Uh, 15 hours in the Sprinter. 15 hours in the Sprinter. From North with, Jersey. With uh, Grandpa. With Grandpa. Yeah. And he, riding, was, he, he was, was awake for about two of those hours. It was an adventure, you know, riding <laughs> on the shoulders and those little rumble strip things they have on the side. You know, cutting off a few big yeah. rigs. Yeah, yeah, we saw him take off. It was today. it was exciting, yeah. but but it was it was a lot of gear. It wasn't going to be feasible really to fly with all of it. Uh, it it was you know I say only, and I've done the drive. I've done the drive from Chicago, which is sixteen plus hours. I mean, it's it's doable in a day, but it's it's a tough go. It's you, rough. you did it one. I will give you a little cheers to that. Uh, oh, thank you. Taking it for yes, the team. Just know this was the first and last time. <laughs> yes. Oh, really? All right. For the long well, hauls. The long, the long haul drives I'm talking about. We're rapping on George Vermonde right now. Good the the long George. haul drives. I'm certainly fine with driving, you know, five hours or four hours to D.C. or Philadelphia or Boston. But. Yeah, it was just he has a, boundaries. It was a little. Unless we can arrive like the day before, like me yeah. on this, you know, day before set up and yeah. tech check yes. day. Yeah, yeah. This this wasn't our normal. This was yeah. It's right. basically a hit and run. So not only did we have the obstacles of you know having to drive or you had to drive, and we we had like a very sort of uncertain and sporadic schedule. The the weather gods were not with us today. Uh, we had a whole outdoor you know setup planned you know we brought uh, the silks and the hmis and the batteries for the lights and the whole bit and we didn't get to use any of that nothing and we wound up having to shoot in a room through a window granted so it looked it did look nice it, it looked, looked very nice, nice. Yeah. and it, we kept dry for the time we were inside but it, it rained it thundered constantly it lightninged lightninged i've never you know i've it never was, been did. in a thunderstorm for like 10 hours ever yeah you know, usually i mean by, we're northeasterners and by us it's like you know a 15 minute thunderstorm and it goes away and that's yes. all this was all day long yes it, it was it was lightning and thunder and and rain it looked like it would clear and it would get dark again and even one of our um pro golfers couldn't even make it in because the airspace was shut down and he couldn't land his right. uh, Lear jet, you know. <laughs> Ended our day slightly early. No, but not the weather really. Was, not really. Yeah. No, that's true. But the weather was <laughs> relentless. It was. And so, you know, but we packed a lot in. And this this is like uh, the media day for a event that's coming up at the end of June. It's this Women's PGA Tournament. And we will, some of us, I think most of us in this room will be back in June for a full eight days of on-site production yeah. and the venue will be open to the public though it is limited capacity but wasn't this a good exercise in shaking off the dust 
getting to know the gear again, remembering where you put things. Well, it's <laughs> very it's very interesting because uh, I've spoken to each of you probably individually about some of these things, but in order to prep for this shoot, because the, the original plan was we were going to get down here, we'd do maybe you know, two or three droning opportunities. Right. I brought my Inspire 2 down with the X7 6K camera, and I had to basically take three days, and the the Inspire needed a crazy amount of updates. I mean, you know, the, the remotes needed updating, the, the drone, no, the batteries did not need any updates. But the, um, the drone needed several updates, the controllers needed several updates, the descendants uh, tablets needed Monitors, updates. Yeah. So there, were, there was a day of updating, and I have not flown that drone in almost 18 months. Right. So it was like, I wasn't sure, like, are the batteries still going to be good? Right. Or, Check. you know, yeah, I mean, am I going to, is it going to read 100% and then I put it in the air and it goes down to 10? Like, that was a fear. So I, I actually sure. flew with a bunch of batteries on there just to see, and they all, you know, seemed to hold and be normal. Spun up, yeah. But it was, it was, you know, I knew going in that it was going to be a fair amount of prep to get ready for this. I had to go down to our equipment uh, garage and go through every case, every case make an idiot list and make sure I had all the pieces because I was terribly afraid of coming down here and because I would be out of practice, so to speak. Right, right. Fearful of leaving something behind. And we've done odd yeah. setups of the kind of work we do. So you, you know, steal a piece of gear from one box for another, you know, uh, jury rigged, thing that you're doing remotely and it's like where did it all go so it's it's really a, a test in remembering your normal workflows it is and and i i think i did okay i don't think i forgot anything that i needed though one of the problems in just packing things is that you don't always remember what case you packed the item that you're looking for like for example right. my iphone uh, my my watch charger the mag charger for the watch was i didn't bring my normal laptop bag so i had laptop stuff spread over a couple of different bags right and i didn't have the watch charger and then <laughs> i was unpacking some batteries like oh yeah i put it in that bag right <laughs> you know little things like that can drive you nuts and i'm sure packing up also it didn't get all back the way it was when it left. So I'm gonna have to go back to the garage when the truck gets back, go through all the pieces, make sure it's all back to their home yeah, zone. Back right. into their home zone. And then, you know, get prepared to now the true test of the status of all the equipment be when Mr. Sheeran spends yes. his four hours <laughs> of prepping all the cameras. On yep. the cameras. And then I'll really know like art um we're missing this or do you know where that is or what happened to this where might this be who did this to yeah. that yeah. <laughs> did george touch the camera again <laughs> so and why are all these nine volts in this bag so i will i will i am sure i will be 
at the at the wrong end of the uh, stick on uh, on that first job. But I'm yeah, looking but it's forward. Be awesome. I'm looking forward to having the as they say the band back together. Yeah. yeah. Will be fun. Yeah, I miss everybody still. What yeah. did you notice uh, at the airport for out of Boston compared to, let's say, when you came back or went to Alaska? In Boston, I mean, everybody was masked. Everybody, you know, the a lot of the restaurants and whatnot were closed. Like, I couldn't believe the Starbucks wasn't open, you know. But then there were some of these other co- coffee shops open. And... Um, you know, everybody seemed respectful, kept their distance. If they were eating, they kept to a perimeter, you know, along the walls. I mean, everybody I thought was still pretty much aware. It is not normal. There are tons of people traveling. I mean, make oh, no yeah. mistake. I mean, the airport is busy. The flights are full. I mean, there's no people are not holding back anymore as far as, you know, staying put. Right. But things like. The airline clubs are not all fully functional, and in some airports, they're not even open at all. Um, and for me, like that's a big part of my travel process. I use the club as my sort of preparatory and decompress, uh, pre-flight, post-flight, my espresso, caffeination station, right. bathroom access, just you know, whatever, repacking bags. And in, like, Atlanta, the club is not even open. Really? Oh, it wasn't. And in Newark, out of the three United Clubs that they have, only one is open. Wow. And it's got restrictions, and the, the food is sort of there, but not like it was before. Right. So it's not fully for, – for business travel, I would say it's not great. Like, Hertz – and I, I'm assuming that this is like this for every rental car company. I'm not trying to single out Hertz, but my experience is with Hertz. Right. And Hertz does not seem to have enough cars or enough staff to manage the crowd. And I'm, I'm in their top tier rental program, what they call the President's Circle. You know, I'm supposed to, you know, see my name on the board. I go right to the car. I usually get, you know, a minivan as just standard operating procedure just for all the gear. The last three or four times that I've traveled in the past six months, I've not had my name on the board. They don't have a minivan for me. I have to usually go back to the counter and deal with a long line and and uncertainty. And even now, this is now May, and we're supposed to getting back to normal. And Hertz is still hurting they're hurting me and i imagine that they're you know not really doing well themselves so i don't know if that's i've heard rumors that that's partially a product of them selling off all of their cars because they weren't renting them in the pandemic and they can't replace them because there's auto parts shortages from the manufacturers computer chip shortages yeah so I don't know if this is true or not. I'm not giving you any insider stock trading tips. Dump hurts, dump hurts, dump hurts. <laughs> but I mean, it could be it could be any number of reasons. But I, I'm telling you, from a business traveler standpoint, you're going to suffer right now if you're getting back on the road. It's not going to be smooth sailing. Business and life is spinning up much faster than the business community can adapt itself to what's changed. Yes. As a matter of fact, and I I was talking to Tom about this, like right now, 
if I wanted to buy a disc array from Promise, which is like usually a company that I have very good uh, reliability with, and their stuff is readily available from multiple outlets, you cannot buy a Promise disc array right now. They're not available. And it's not just Promise. Hard to find, yeah. They're, I don't know if it's a hard drive shortage. I'm not sure what the issue is, but it's hard to get mass storage. But on this trip, as I was prepping my gear and I knew I was going to be doing something with a slider, I needed one additional uh, combo stand that I would typically go down to B&H and pick up um, and, and take with me. And Matthew's studio equipment had sent out an email. I didn't really pay much attention to it a couple of weeks ago saying that they were having a major supply shortage and they would not be able to fulfill orders for their customers for the first time in their life history. Right. Good stuff. And, and so I didn't dawn on me until I went to try and get a stand, a simple light stand, essentially, and they're not available. You cannot get a light stand from Matthews, from Manfrotto, I don't care who it is. That's scary. The parts are not available. So I think there's going to be a ripple effect for production companies, business to business, things that you think, oh, there should be no reason I couldn't do this. Well, right. I, you can't say that. You can't assume everything is going to just be light switch back to normal i'll just order it right so right. i was not able to get a stand i had to you know do some makeshift things and buy some adapters and use what i had and i think you have to be prepared for oh you know i might want to think six months out what am i going to need because i have to start looking for it now sure yeah well, yeah order it now and hopefully you'll come yeah, uh, and you're talking about yeah again like vendors who you just always dealt with for years and years and years and found so reliable and you have loyalty, but they've hit these just random, you know, pro like who knows it could be at light stands they they couldn't get the knuckles for them from their supplier some ridiculous sounding reason why they couldn't produce right. these the things supply chain as opposed to just being oh no up. we're just you know we just can't function at all they're functioning at 75% and they're just missing either 25. Right. You know, it isn't like they're just, they, you know, oh, our staff can't handle it or whatever other reason. It's this chain of yeah. materials from their various vendors to make up these products. And it's, and again, it's just r random items. I mean, it could be the most bizarre thing that yeah. you would just think, oh, yeah, like I said, I'll get, the, I'll order this today. It'll be at my doorstep tomorrow. And no, it will take you three to six months to get right. this item right now. It's, and then, it's then really there's, wild. There's also going to be issues with the labor force for a lot of, you know, like, so, you know, we, we stay in hotels. We go to restaurants when we're on the road. You know, hotels are having uh, human resource issues. They can't hire enough people. Uh, I read a story about Las Vegas. The hotels are competing for employees. They're having, like, bidding wars to get people to come work for their casinos because they're having this you know, resurgence wow. of, of business. And I think in the perhaps six months short term, even though we feel like we're getting back to normal, it's not going to be exactly normal. There's going to be lines. There's going to be slow service. There's going to be Waiting, poor yeah. service or no service. Right. And no, and no one's it's, and no one's fault. And you know, I, we were actually the place we went to for dinner tonight I guess, you know, you were reading reviews about slow service. 
And actually, we had a fabulous meal. Yeah. Our, yeah. our server was crazy attentive. And you could tell, though, they could have probably used another server when it was the prime time as we sat down. There were a bunch of tables, and they could have used one more person. But to raise any objections to that at this point in time is just, like, so absurd. Like, everyone just step back and remember where you've been, you know, the last year. Oh, you year. have to be patient. You That's know, like it's the, just crazy. Yeah. And because you, you want to support all the, again, you know, good good businesses and good people, and you can't expect things to be the way they were. I think there's going to be a big transition, even in how um, just how all kinds of businesses operate. You know, many people are working out of their, out of their houses now, and are they going to... Uh, yes, you need collaboration and have these minds in the same room. You know, some sometimes, not every single day. So I always wonder how just the whole entire economy and these business structures are going to ad- adapt in this new situation. Because I, there, people have found there's, I mean, even though it was like a drag to have this whole il- you know illnesses and death and all this disruption, but they've also discovered, hey, you know what, I can produce at my house and I can save 10 to 20 hours commuting to my job and you know we don't need all this office space to accommodate all of our personnel right and there's so many things that I'm just well I'm so curious to see how things will evolve you know I mean because things will change no the landscape has definitely changed absolutely yeah. absolutely and and like I said it's going to be interesting to see you know how the rest of this year progresses I'm not fully optimistic that it's going to be smooth sailing right i'm happy to be back at it and you know we'll make it work on our end just by being prepared self-contained as much as possible george is going to be driving a motorhome to all the events <laughs> and we'll be drinking tequila along the way i'll, I'll take the motorhome I'll, I'll do that i can pull over <laughs> i can you know cook up some food take a you know take a nap now george i i, I will wrap up this episode of this week in production uh-oh. with a little uh-oh what a little story i think that the audience will enjoy they don't they don't know (laughs) they don't know you that way but you had a little incident last night well this sort of goes back to arts mentioning earlier about gear you know being uh you know everything was not packed away the way it was you know, one of the guys had a had a gig, so he he rented some equipment and put it in its different case, and it didn't go where it belonged, etc. So, you know, yesterday Lou and I had driven fifteen hours Grandpa. on the road, Grandpa. Grandpa, yeah. you know, don't confuse because because oh, because Lou is Lou Ms. is Mr. Lee. Lou, Lou will take offense. He Lou. has a very uh, loyal following <laughs> on this week in production. Ah, okay. And if you just say Lou, they might assume you mean Lou. Yes, yeah, so I'm sorry. I apologize because I'm, they would say Lou is all p p p p p, and this could never happen to him. Right. Right. Okay, I apologize, Lou. You know I love you. He's, I mean, it's, it's my wingman. We work together all the time. That's, you know. But any event, okay, so Grandpa and I spent 15 hours driving. And now, you know, and we had a, we got here, was super tired, had a, had, a, had a drink or two with the guys, said hello, crashed out, went to sleep, 11 o'clock, 1.30 in the morning, I woke up and just dawns on me like, hey, you know what? Typically, when we come off the road right away, I would bring the gear up to my room. I would go, I you know, get batteries on the chargers, 
It's just to make sure that everything is everything is all cooked up nicely and we can go in the morning. Ready to go. So it's one, you know, it's probably, I have to, maybe it's 1 a.m., right? And I'm lying in bed and I just, I'm like, the wheels are turning. I can't, something, you know, I, I should go to the truck and get the gear out because I just didn't do that and I normally would do that. So I guess like a half hour later, I decide I have to go out and get to get the kits out and make sure, I have to make sure the batteries are hot. So in the morning, I'm not going to embarrass all of us and, and just make a mess of the whole day. So, I go into the Sprinter, uh, you know, through the back cargo doors. <laughs> Just go in. It's 1.30. I am groggy. I am tired. I'm cranky. Groggy. I'm all of those things. And, I'm, and of course, the, the truck is, the van is packed, like, to the ceiling. And now, first of all, I didn't help pack the van. So, I have no idea where, usually there's two boxes, two, two cases for the audio gear. So I have no idea where they are. So I'm trying to dig through them. I have my flashlight on my phone on, and I'm looking through there. And we're in we're in Georgia, and it's probably like 78 degrees and muggy. <laughs> and I'm basically just standing with my feet like across, like parallel to the bumper, squeezing into this little ledge in the back of the van. And I'm reaching over to like try to pull a case out, and all of a sudden I hear like click. And the door behind me just closed. So, and I, now you have to, if, like, you have to actually picture this because I'm really seriously like wedged between the door and, and like cases stacked like probably like chest high, about five and a half feet high. And I could barely move a muscle in this thing. And now, because I've only been, I've only driven the Sprinter once yesterday. I've never even been in a back <laughs> cargo area ever. I have no idea how to get out. I'm feeling around like my one hand is like kind of stuck behind me. And it's basically like, you know, no, like, okay, like, you know, like hip high, right? So I'm really wedged in there. And I'm feeling on the panel for something. I always feel is a smooth, nice store panel. But I had my phone because I was, I do to have my phone and use it for a flashlight when I was looking for the gear. So, yeah, now it's like 1.30 in the morning. So I call Art. I rang his phone a couple times, no answer. Four times. Four times, so thank you. <laughs> I lost track, honestly. I tried to call Grandpa. So then I call the front desk, and the guy is like, "What?" He's like, well, what? I, I'm in this Sprinter van in the parking lot. Uh, what room are you in? I'm like, I just got here. I, I'm between I always four forget. apple bars. I, I always keep, my, I always keep the, the little it's not a room. key folders because it has a number on it. So I, I'll forget for the first you know, hour where I, you know, what room I'm in. As I called the guy at the desk and like about three minutes later, I somehow got my fingertips on the, the door latch, right? So, and, and I, you know, boom, sprang it open. And as I, I get the rush of, I'm a sweaty mess. It was hot in there. As I finally get out, the door opens. I see the front desk guy at, anyway, at the front door and I yelled over hey I'm okay you know it's me I'm out you know it's like <laughs> hallelujah I mean yeah it was just oh, this story and, is a little bit like being locked in a sprinter <laughs> <laughs> well you you asked for it I did I just didn't realize you would have so much to detail say. no I mean it, it, it's like it's ridiculous honestly you know but it was I mean I, but because I, because it happened to grandpa all these thoughts are going through my head like oh man I'm gonna just have to sleep like propped up in here against the cases leaning against the side of the door 
and they'll find me in the morning. You know, now, maybe. La- la- ladies and gentlemen, George has graciously agreed to do a reenactment of this that we can film and we will post this on This Week in Production's Facebook page so you can have the full experience that George had. I know it's a little hard to visualize. But the full sprints are loaded with everything in standing room only. I was really hoping that my overly verbose description would kind of take the place of this of this would this be a mini series maybe or something we will leave it up to the audience if you want to see oh you know i'm in so much trouble with that way if you leave it up to the audience listening to this no you you (laughs) have no fans that's right okay so if you want he has less fans than johnny johnny has two if you that's true (laughs) If, if you want to see a reenactment of george in the sprinter trying to get out drop a comment on our this week in production facebook page and say yes i want to see george and if we don't hear from you we will just keep george in there until you comment let us help george get out we're tired george has got to get back in the sprinter and drive home (laughs) we have to go to bed and we're, Thank you. And we're glad to be working. Yes, we're glad very, to be very working, happy to be gentlemen. Working. And great seeing you, you guys again. Yes, That's it was awesome. good seeing you guys. Cheers. Cheers. And we will wrap this episode, and we'll see you next time on This Week in Production. Do you have something to say? Drop me an email at thisweekinproduction at gmail.com. Or even better, call our new TWIP voice mailbox and leave us a message. 601 601- 564-TWIP. That's 601-564-8947. Also, a reminder that This Week in Production is available on all major podcast platforms, including Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. So please subscribe to get every episode. Lastly, if you like what you hear, would you mind giving me a rating or a review? I'd appreciate that. Okay, that's a wrap on This Week in Production. Thanks for listening.